What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Hello, and welcome back to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. I am your host, Movie Mike. Today, we're going to play a round of overrated, underrated horror movie edition. I also have a very exclusive interview coming up. No other podcast on the planet has this interview. And then in the movie review, we'll talk about the latest installment in the Michael Myers franchise, Halloween Ends. And in the trailer park, there is a creepy new killer doll movie. And I'm a sucker for creepy killer doll movies. So we'll talk about all that. Shout out to the movie crew. Thanks for being subscribed and listening every single week. Let's talk movies. In a world where everyone and their mother has a podcast, one man stands to infiltrate the ears of listeners like never before in a movie podcast. A man with so much movie knowledge, he's basically like a walking IMDb with glasses. From the Nashville Podcast Network, this is Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Today's episode is simple. Is the movie overrated or is the movie underrated horror movie edition? And before I get into this, just because something is overrated does not mean that it is bad. It is very possible to like a movie, but also know that it's a bit overrated. And some of my favorite horror movies, I'll admit, are overrated. And some of these movies, I build up a lot to my friends. I even build up a lot to you guys. And when you watch them, you think, well, didn't really live up to expectations. But I still think to achieve a level of overrated, there has to be some passion. There has to be something different about that movie that even creates that kind of buzz. And then maybe it wears off a little bit. But Just because something is overrated doesn't mean it's bad. And underrated could just be that not a lot of people have seen it. Maybe it didn't do so well at the box office. Or over time, you just realize that movies had a bigger effect on you than you really considered at the time. So overrated, underrated. We're kicking it off with Friday the 13th, the original one from 1980. And this movie is overrated. Rated. I am not sure how this movie specifically spawned an entire franchise. I think when you put all the marquee horror movies, you know, all the big names, all the most recognizable serial killers, Jason is always up there. And I like the idea of Jason more than I like any single 
Friday the 13th movie. I just think they are pretty boring, pretty drawn out. There are so many of them and they get more and more ridiculous as they go along. So when it comes to anybody telling me to sit down and watch a Friday the 13th movie, I'm not going to do it. It is overrated. How about Underrated, a movie from 2015 that not a lot of people talk about or maybe have even heard of is a movie called Green Room. It is a movie about a punk rock band who is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. What a tagline for this movie. It stars Patrick Stewart as one of the bad guys in the movie. Anton Yelchin, who this was one of his last movies before he died, and I watched this movie and I think this is truly one of the most accurate representations of the indie punk rock scene and an indie punk rock band that I've ever seen in a movie. And then I love that it's not really your typical horror movie because all the events that go on in this movie are all things that could really happen. It's this band who witnesses this murder and then find themselves in a situation where they have to get out of this club, but the people who own the club do not want them to leave. But it leads to a very brutal battle between the two. A lot of blood, a lot of violence, a lot of harsh kills that will really make your stomach churn. And it's a lot of action from the start to the finish in a movie I think does not get the credit it deserves. So underrated is Green Room from 2015. If you haven't seen this one and you're a fan of punk rock or want to see Patrick Stewart be the bad guy, I highly recommend this one. From 1999, overrated is The Blair Witch Project. I think we all know this story. It's these film students who vanished after traveling into this forest. They're trying to film a documentary about the local legend, The Blair Witch. And this entire movie is just the footage that was found. And this movie is very creepy. But the reason I think it is overrated is a lot of the reason that this movie was scary, a lot of the reason that this movie was creepy was because of the marketing. It was pitched and presented as something that actually happened, and that was groundbreaking at the time. In 1999, that was enough to drive us to the theater and talk about it, and when you watch it with that kind of mindset, it is a lot more scary, and it really sparked the fake found footage genre but I just think going back on this movie and watching it now in 2022, it doesn't really hold up. It's not really that scary. And it just kind of feels like you're watching an old home movie. So it's not really one that I would recommend now. I love it for what it did. But in the grand scheme of things, I think it is overrated. On the contrary of that, underrated. And yes, the two movies are fairly similar and paranormal activity wouldn't have even existed without the Blair Witch Project. But in 2007, when this movie came out, it really kind of reinvented and recaptured the original energy that the Blair Witch Project did. And it was able to make a whole lot of money and it surpassed Blair Witch as one of the most profitable movies of all time. It is now the most profitable movie ever made. The movie cost only $15,000 to make, that's it. That's an incredible feat in itself to make something that gets so much success at the box office for $15,000. It still holds the record as the most profitable movie of all time, making $193 million worldwide. That is an incredible return on that investment. And unlike the Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity spawned an entire franchise. There are a lot of sequels. 
some of them better than others, but nothing will really recapture what the first one did. So I just think it doesn't get enough credit on how cheap that movie was made and how much that came from it. So I'm saying it's an underrated movie. Up next and overrated, The Silence of the Lambs from 1991. This is a movie that I remember watching for the first time and thinking, when does it get scary? And I think the reason this movie stays around so much and the reason it has some longevity is because of how well it did with the critics, how well it did at the Oscars. And even though it is the only horror film ever to win Best Picture, I think that just adds to my case of it being overrated. I don't even really consider this movie a horror movie ever because it didn't really scare me. Is the acting good? Yes. Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, amazing in this movie. But it's not scary, so don't give me any of that. Get it out of my face. Silence of the Lambs, overrated. Over on the underrated side from 2001, Jeepers Creepers, I think, is an underrated horror movie. It's about a brother and sister driving home. They're out on the countryside, and this really creepy truck starts pulling up behind them. And then they later discover that he is this weird flesh-eating creature, and he is out to eat anything and everything around him. I really loved horror movies in the 2000s. I think they were very ambitious, and I think that there were so many of them that movies like Jeepers Creepers get left out of the discussion when we're talking about some of the best movies to watch around Halloween time. This movie is a pretty simple premise, but I love the villain in this. I love Justin Long in this movie. I love the dynamic of brother and sister trying to save each other. And I always felt like this movie had some very serious, sinister undertones that I don't think they get enough credit. This movie was massive when it came out, and now a whole lot of people don't really talk about it. So I'm saying Jeepers Creepers now is underrated. Overrated. From 2018, one of the best A24 movies according to so many people, but I think Hereditary is overrated. It's about this family who loses their daughter and then all these creepy, disturbing things start happening in their life. It feels like a fever dream when you watch this movie, and I do give it some credit the first time I watched this. I did enjoy it, but this was a movie that so many people hyped up to me, saying it was their favorite horror movie of all time when it came out in 2018. So there was just no way that it was going to live up to expectations that I still have that around me when I even sit down to watch it now of, is it a great horror movie? Yes, but is it one of the best ones in the last five years? I don't really think so. So saying that this movie is overrated, I'll also give you another A24 movie that even though I love it, I agree that Midsummer is probably an overrated horror movie. And I am guilty of hyping that movie up and it falling flat for a lot of people. So if I say Hereditary is overrated, I'll also say that one of my favorite horror movies, Midsummer, is actually an overrated horror movie. So you get two for one there. Underrated from 2016 is a movie called Don't Breathe. This is another movie that wastes very little time to get going. And I love that when it comes to a horror movie. I feel like so many of modern day horror movies, those first 20 minutes 
are so utterly boring when they try to set the stage. I love it when you just get right into the action. You start pumping some adrenaline immediately, maybe get a kill scene in the very first scene or first couple of scenes. But that is what I feel about Don't Breathe. It's about this group of thieves. They are younger, probably mid-20s, and they go and break into a blind man's house because they think, oh, this blind man is helpless. We can rob him for all of the fortune that he has. And then they find out that he is not not as helpless as they sought him out to be and then it gets pretty crazy as he is there defending his house and they get stuck in his house and they try to navigate it without him finding them and i recently discovered how to tell if a horror movie is really good if you can watch it with no sound now this movie came on the other day at the gym and i was on the stair machine and i watched probably the last 20 minutes of this movie while doing that And there was no sound, but I still found this movie enjoyable. And by watching it without sound, I was still able to see and understand what was going on. I still felt the anxiety that I felt when I first watched this movie. So I think that is the true test to a horror movie. If you can turn off the sound and each scene still makes sense and each scene still has some suspense, maybe a little bit scary. In this case, it's probably a little bit more suspense than it is a straight up horror movie. But if that still reigns true, you have a really great movie. Uh, Don't talk about the sequel to this movie. That one wasn't as great, but Don't Breathe from 2016, underrated. Overrated from 1999, The Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis. I know this movie spawned the hype around M. Night Shyamalan, but I would still put this on the lower end of the movies I like from him because this movie really doesn't get good until you figure out the twist. The movie has been out over 20 years, so um, I'm going to spoil it. Don't feel bad about it, but he was dead the entire time. The scariest thing about this movie is that dude was dead the entire time, but still went to work. That was the real tragedy here. So from 1999, The Sixth Sense is just an overrated movie. Underrated, The Invisible Man from 2020. This is a movie that I felt would have had a little bit more life to it. If the entire world didn't shut down just a couple months after it came out, I felt like this movie had a chance to make a bigger impact after it came out in theaters and then went to streaming. But something in between this movie coming out and the entire world shutting down, I felt like people instantly forgot about it. And when it was available on streaming, nobody was trying to watch a movie like this. But the movie stars Elizabeth Moss, who I think is great in this. I'm not the biggest Hands Made Tale fan, but really enjoyed her performance in this. It's about her character and her relationship with her abusive ex. He ends up taking his own life, but she suspects that his entire death was just a hoax. And there are all these coincidences that start occurring in her life. She is trying to prove that he isn't dead. And she's having to prove to people that she is being hunted by somebody that no one can see. I think this is definitely one of the best movies of the 2020s so far. And probably one that a lot of people miss. So I'm going with The Invisible Man, underrated. Up next, overrated from 2018, Bird Box. And I'm a big fan of Bird Box. I love what it did for Netflix in creating really their first viral hit. The movie that everybody watched around Christmas 2018 and we all talked about and enjoyed as a whole, as an entire country, I felt like everybody watched this movie and that was the first time that happened with Netflix, that it wasn't a show that everybody was watching together. I love Sandra Bullock. I really loved everything about this movie. 
but it was also one that we were all watching and experiencing at the same time and telling everybody to watch that it built so much hype and expectation that I feel like that's all we really remember about this movie. And I think what makes it a little bit overrated is it doesn't have a whole lot of rewatchability. And that's what I like in my horror movies. I like horror movies that I can watch every single Halloween and still have some enjoyability to it. But this one really doesn't have that. You get a one and done. So I think it served its purpose. It did what it did. But now it's just kind of an overrated movie that we all remember from 2018. So Bird Box overrated. One more movie I want to talk about. And I think this may be the most underrated movie out of this entire list. And it is from 1996. And it is called From Dust Till Dawn. Easily. Let me say that again. Easily. The best vampire movie ever made. It stars George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Cheech Marin, Danny Trejo, Salma Hayek, Juliette Lewis. That's an incredible cast. And it's also just one of my favorite, if not my favorite. I'll just say this is my favorite George Clooney movie. It's this and Up in the Air. This is what I like him in. And it is a horror movie about these two brothers played by George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. It's a movie about these two criminal brothers going around the United States, basically just bandits. They rob people and then they hijack this family's RV and get them to smuggle them into Mexico where they go to meet up with another one of their criminal buddies at this truck stop that they later find out is really just populated by vampires and then insanity ensues. And I love it because the horror scenes in this movie are also a lot of fun. It's kind of campy, but the action is real. And that's what makes this movie one of my favorites. And I think it's very easy to make a cheesy vampire movie. I think when it comes to the Mount Rushmore of just famous monsters, vampires are often just kind of cheesy. The whole suck your blood thing. I think the Twilight connotation when it comes to vampires, very few people have made a great vampire movie. But without a doubt, From Dust Till Dawn is my favorite. I think it's the best. I think it is underrated. If you haven't seen it, what are you waiting for? Go watch this one now. And that is overrated and underrated horror movie edition. And now, before we get into the movie review, I promised you a very exclusive interview. And this is a conversation I recorded with my mom, who actually loves horror movies. And the thing about my mom, she is from Mexico. She primarily speaks Spanish. And we kind of have this hybrid way of speaking that for the purpose of this interview, I only spoke in English. So most of you could understand at least one side of this conversation. But my mom here speaks mostly Spanish. It's kind of a blend between the two. So you'll hear her go back and forth. And that's just kind of a switch we have in our brains as Mexican Americans to go back and forth between Spanish and English. But my mom loves horror movies. It's her favorite genre, and this is her and I talking about some recent horror movies that she watched, and then I asked her the question, what is her favorite movie of all time? And if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that it is a comedy and one that is often viewed as one of the worst Adam Sandler movies ever made, but she just loves this movie, and I love that about her. I just love my mom so much, so I wanted you guys to hear this. This is me and my mom talking about her love of horror movies and her favorite movie of all time. Hey, my home. Hey, mom. You watch any good scary movies lately? No. The last movie that we watched, it really hit me. Because I was telling you, I was lying. Which movie? Annabelle. 
una de la mona bien está una mona que usa bien real ugly I think que se llama Annabelle come home yeah but they use ugly uh, mona it was real ugly dang and it made you have nightmares no no tuve nightmares pero cuando me fui a acostar la la cama tronó three times y a, al principio se me se me afiguró dije no it just you know y no volvió a tronar Oh my God! I think Annabelle is under under the bed. So it knocked like three times like this, like. Yo nunca había visto que la cama tronara. I dije, oh my God! I mean, yeah, I've had that before after watching movies. Well, I like the scary movies. Nunca me había nunca me había pasado nada hasta esta vez. Pues sí me impactó la mona porque la mona está real ugly. And then, así, cuando la niña está acostada y destapan la cobija, and you see Annabelle in the bed with the little girl. Yeah. Y luego, la mona se aparece abajo de la cama. The mona, it's ugly. Está peor que Chucky. Yeah, it's a scary looking doll. Yes. Yeah, the, the movie that scared me was the one that, the first time they put Annabelle in a movie, it was in a movie called The Conjuring. Yes. That one's pretty scary. That one, I watched that one. I had nightmares after that. We watched maybe three or four movies. Annabelle, we went to we went to watch the Yorona, but the Yorona was not scary. Oh, uh, wasn't, wasn't scary. It was scary, but not 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 that bad. Like como esta última que vi de la movie esa de Annabelle, la mona que usaron. Oh my god, it's scary. Yeah. Yes, it was scary. So no more scary movies. No, yeah, no. Uh, we watched the monsters. Well, not that good. You didn't like it? Nah. Why not? You remember the old show? Yeah. But the movie wasn't good? No la vimos hasta el final. Vimos la mayoría. Pero no, no se me hizo. Me gustó más la de We Watch. No me acuerdo cómo se llama. Una con Eugenio, Eugenio Verdez. That was a funny movie. Oh, was it when he works as a valet? Sí. Yeah, the valet. <laughs> yes, that, that, that's a good movie. It's funny, right? Yeah, we watched that one. <laughs> yeah, I like when he, he goes to, I think they go to eat at a restaurant. And then they think he's his waiter. <laughs> yeah. He's walking around and then he just starts taking orders, taking people water. <laughs> yeah, eso sí, eso sí me gustó. What's your favorite movie you've ever watched? ¿Cómo se llama? Uh, es de Eugenio Berbés también. Es donde, donde, ¿cómo se llama? Jack and Jill. Oh, Jack and Jill? With uh, sí. Adam Sandler? Yes. Why is that your favorite? I don't know. To me, it's funny. With the, the chimichangas? <laughs> And then abuelita cuando les gruñe. Oh, she she growls at him. Yes. <laughs> so just scary movies and Jack and Jill. Yes. Menos esa, menos the last the last one that we watched. So there you go. If you want to see the video of that, it's up on my Instagram and TikTok at Mike Distro. We'll come back and talk about Halloween ends after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Horror Movie Month continues here on the podcast and about to get into a spoiler-free review of Halloween Ends, the final chapter out of this entire franchise. I have so much to say about this movie. I just want to get right into it. So before we do that, here's just a little bit of the Halloween Ends trailer. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you going to do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. But this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. So I will say that I love the Halloween franchise. Michael Myers is my favorite character in any horror franchise. I kind of feel now about Halloween how I do about WWE Like, I loved wrestling as a kid, but now it's a little bit more as a novelty. And I loved the 2018 Halloween movie. That was the highest grossing Halloween movie of all time. And that movie really set a new tone. It gave it a modern feel, but still like an ode to the classic. I left the theater after watching that movie thinking like, Michael Myers is back. They have him right. I'm down to watch an entire trilogy. But then completely ruined that with Halloween kills and they made Michael Myers basically like a superhero who could brutally kill all these people and they went very hardcore and they took the tone that they had in Halloween in 2018 and completely ruined that they made the people in the town dumb they made the entire storyline just so convoluted that I finished watching that movie and had such low expectations going into Halloween Ends. That's kind of where I was going into this movie because they just really ruined what they created right before that. So I had low expectations. And that's where we start here because this movie takes place four years after that last encounter with Michael Myers, Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who is back in this. She is living with her granddaughter 
and trying to write a book. And since nobody has seen Michael Myers, she's truly trying to liberate herself from everything associated with all the killings in the town. You know, she lost her daughter and her granddaughter obviously lost her mom. So they're just trying to live a normal life. But then there's this new character who comes into play. He's this young dude in his mid-20s who, when he was younger and in college, he was babysitting this kid and was accused of murdering him. So so you get introduced to him and all the things he had to deal with and all the backlash he had to deal with after being branded as this killer who killed a kid. And it really kind of sours his personality and makes him a little bit more dark and twisted. Just having to live with that reputation, even having to encounter the parents of that kid later in life. And then he gets introduced to Laurie Strode's granddaughter and they form a relationship. And I will say that I enjoyed the first half of this movie, I thought they were really going somewhere. I liked his story and they were trying to kind of not go back on all the same old things that they would do for a Halloween movie. They were actually trying something new and I wanted to see if it was going to work. But then the movie completely went off the rails and the plot just starts to get all over the place where for a movie about the ending of Halloween, Michael Myers is barely even in this movie. He hasn't been seen because he doesn't really come into the town. He is hiding. And a lot of what I didn't like about this movie is the focus on Jamie Lee Curtis. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she is the reason that these movies have been so successful. And her name alone being in this movie and starring in this movie is really why people care. She's the only one involved in a horror franchise like this that has stayed consistent. And that's why I think these movies continue to do so well. I think that's why they are so important to the fan base. That's really why I would even give these movies a chance now. Like I didn't care about the Rob Zombie Halloween 1 and 2 back in the 2000s. So it was getting her back that really even meant something to this franchise. But I think the focus on her character and struggling with dealing with Michael being alive or not and her kind of holding on to that and people accusing her of things, I think that just becomes more the focus on this movie and it becomes less about Michael Myers and their final showdown. So for a movie that was supposed to be the epic conclusion, why didn't it have more Michael? That was probably my biggest frustration with this movie because definitely in Halloween Kills, I found myself rooting for Michael Myers more because they made everybody else in the town so dumb. They made all the other characters so watered down and unlikable that he was the only one I was rooting for. I wanted him to take everybody out and not die at the very end. So that's how I left after Halloween kills and going into Halloween ends. I just kind of wanted to see him be the hero in this. I was rooting for him. And what this movie really should have been called is kind of just like aging Michael Myers. He's older. He's slower. He's not as smart. You see him more as just a regular human in this movie. And even in the trailer, Laurie Strode says something is different. He is more dangerous now. He is not more dangerous in this movie. He is the weakest he has ever been. He doesn't really even get a whole lot of kills in this movie, which is weird because they went from, you know, in Halloween Kills, his count was so high in this movie he was a little bit non-existent he wasn't that force of michael myers and if you're gonna make him basically a superhero in the movie before this and just four years later he is so worn out and on his last breath 
just what a way for him to kind of go out in this movie if it's supposed to be the end, which who knows? They can make another one on this kind of like they did with H2O where they're like, he's finally dead. He comes back later. Like they could keep doing these movies forever, especially with Jamie Lee Curtis being primarily the focus in this movie. I could see them making a standalone movie where Michael Myers isn't even in it because he really wasn't in this movie. So I tried really hard to turn my brain off and just enjoy this as much as I could. I thought it was going to get there and then it just completely loses me. And I kind of have to rate these movies a little bit different because like I said before, I see these more as just pure mindless entertainment at this point. So since the bar was so low for me, I found myself rating it a little bit higher. I found some parts of this a little bit minorly enjoyable, but it's just so overdramatic and drawn out. And it really doesn't leave you feeling satisfied. And that was the biggest thing for me. If I'm going to see a saga close, I want to feel like, ah, you know, at least they at least wrapped it up with a nice little bow and I can move on with my life. But I still feel like there's a niche on my back that I want to scratch to get that true Michael Myers ending. This movie was not it for me. So I give it 1.5 out of 5 pumpkins. I would say if you're just looking to finish out watching all the Halloween movies and you have Peacock, watch it there. I feel like if I would have seen this in theaters, I would have hated it even more. So maybe not the one you want to go watch in theaters right now. I'd still probably say go with Smile. And it does not crack my top five Halloween movies, obviously. If I had to make my top five, I would easily go number one, Halloween, the original one. And number two, I would put H2O. I really feel like that should have been the end of the entire franchise. And number three, I would put Halloween 2, which I thought was a great sequel. And then I would put Halloween 4 and 5 after that. Probably at 6, I would put Halloween from 2018. But Halloween Ends and Halloween Kills would be right there towards the bottom. So there you go. There is your Halloween finale. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from undercover tourists. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from undercover tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with undercover tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com this is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 
It's time to head down to Movie Mike's Trailer Park. Let's talk about a new killer doll movie that's coming out next year. It's called Megan. It is spelled M3GAN, and it's about this futuristic doll that is supposed to be kind of a companion to kids. And I feel like it's almost a modern day way to remake child's play from back in the day. And I'm just kind of a sucker for a killer doll movie. My love of it spawned whenever the first time I watched child's play. I also love R.L. Stein's Night of the Living Dummy. That was the scariest book to me as a kid. I love that episode of Goosebumps, but even movies like The Boy, The Conjuring, there's always a creepy doll and there's just something about a doll coming to life that makes for a great horror movie and even as an adult just kind of creeps you out. Like creepy dolls are just freaky. If you ever go into an antique store and see some old weird looking dolls and these dead eyes that are just looking at you, it just makes you feel a little bit uneasy. And to see one come to life in a movie, that makes for a great one. But before we talk more about Megan, here's just a little bit of the trailer. I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. So Megan is this doll who has this artificial intelligence that they're able to program it to be a child's companion. And that would make it the parent's greatest ally because you can just buy this doll and your kid never has to be lonely again. And the kid in this movie is her eight-year-old niece who just lost her parents. So she designed this doll to be her friend. It comes to life. It can listen. It can watch. It can learn. It is her teacher, it is her playmate, it is her protector, and she becomes attached to this doll and it makes her the happiest she's been since the incident with her parents passing away. But then by the looks of this trailer, Megan starts to use her artificial intelligence to think beyond her capabilities. And I think this is kind of the fear we have with AI in the real world of how smart will a robot get? Will a robot revolt? Will they start not listening to us and that's what you hear in that clip and this movie is from director james wan who also did saw insidious and the conjuring so james wan is definitely no stranger to horror he's also a producer on the black phone and the visible man which i talked about earlier so he really kind of has the pulse of the new face of what terror movies are and i think the fact that james wan is attached to this movie has Definitely my curiosity and probably a movie I otherwise would have had a little bit of disregard for, but it actually does look pretty freaky. Also in that trailer, it shows her get more and more sinister. There's a scene where she's running and I think there'll be a very fine line between this movie because some of the scenes do look borderline cheesy. And with any doll movie, even looking back on the original Child's Play, whenever they run, it just looks kind of funny. But I think if the movie is actually able to make this doll believable and make those scenes seem a little less cheesy and a little bit more intense, I think this movie has some promise. It also concerns me a little bit that it does give away kind of a lot. You learn a lot about the plot throughout this trailer. 
so I'm worried that it gives away too much. Even some of the kill scenes in this are already seen in the trailer. And it's one that you can probably guess how it ends. So I think this movie will have to be a pretty fun ride to make it something worth watching. But that is coming out on January 13th, 2023. I also just love a good horror movie to kick off the year. So maybe it'll be Megan. And that was this week's edition of Movie Minds Trailer Park. And that's going to do it for another episode here of the podcast. And this is the time where I always give a listener shout out. But this week, I want to do something a little bit different. And I want to shout out to the entire movie crew, the entire B team who voted for this podcast about a month or so ago. I posted on all my social media that I was trying to win best podcast in Nashville. We have a magazine here called the Nashville scene and every year they do the best of things in the entire city and there was a best podcast category so I kindly asked you guys to just vote for me and it turns out that we won movie Mike's movie podcast was voted best podcast in Nashville and that's entirely thanks to you guys to everybody who listens to everybody who shows support online who comments on the videos with the secret interview emoji And then to go to that level, to go to this website, fill out any info that they needed from you and voted for this podcast. That means a lot to me. So shout out to everybody who voted. And now you can say you listened to the best podcast out of Nashville for the year of 2022. So seriously, thank you guys. And until next week, go out and watch good movies. And I will talk to you later. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.